Do you feel stuck on the NHS hamster wheel? Always running and never really achieving what you want to in your rehab. Always short on time and struggling to fit it all in. Join me as we discuss all things rehabilitation, personal and professional development with just a sprinkling of complexity science. Welcome to Emerging Rehab. Hello all and welcome back to Emerging Rehab. I'm Amanda Rutter and I thought I would come on here this evening and tell you a little bit about one of my very first experiences that made me think really hard about um, my own clinical practice and how I've ended up in rehabilitation rather than um, in sports and MSK where I thought I was always going to be. So I used to work in a really busy um, MSK department. Um, It was back in, where are we now? Probably like 2005, 2006. And um, I remember one very clearly that it was, um, I was treating a lady who had a fractured wrist. She had a Collie's fracture and she'd come in for... um, you know, rehab, post-wrist, post-removal of plaster and um, progression of her exercises, etc, etc. And I was discussing with this lady what had happened and how she had managed to fracture her wrist in the first place. And she had started to fall and then she had lost her confidence on her feet um, and then she had started to fall more and she'd ended up um, falling at home and fracturing her wrist. So a classic fall on an outstretched hand. So, I mean, after maybe even one or two sessions, this lady had her exercises sorted and, you know, didn't really need to see me again. So at the end of the second session, I very clearly remember taking her into the gym, setting out, um, some of the mats and practicing backwards chaining with this lady because she had She was worried about falling. She didn't know how she was going to get up. She lived on her own. Um, She was wondering what would happen if she fell again. So obviously we needed to look at her balance and her safety. Um, But also at at this time in my career, I decided just, you know, I had these this time and we were in the gym and there were people around and I thought, well, we could do the backwards chaining. So I remember getting this lady um, down onto the floor and back up again. And I remember looking over and seeing one of my managers standing in the corner. And she was watching me with her arms folded. And (laughs) somewhere in my mind, I thought, oh, she's going to be really pleased that I thought so laterally, that I'm being so holistic, that, you know, that I'm doing such a good job for this person and that this 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 lady is getting such a good you know service from us from from the physiotherapy department so finished with this lady um gave her some um advice around falls and some leaflets that we had at the time and um asked her to book back in again so I could look at what you know one more time at her balance so I could look at her berg so I could look at, at her her balance and her safety on her feet and then my manager came over and said, so so what was that lady referred for? And I remember very clearly that 
I just remember everything in the gym going very quiet and I remember that it was a really hot day and I got incredibly hot all of a sudden. I was really, all of a sudden, really, really worried about, you know, what I was going to be asked. And I explained that this lady was a lady who'd fallen and fractured a wrist and that she was frightened of falling over again and that that was the reason for the referral. And my manager looked at me and she very clearly said, one problem, one assessment, treat that thing. Okay, so I explained that, you know, at this point, I, you know, I was sort of feeling put on the spot and under pressure because I felt very strongly that what I had just done was a good use of time it was a good prevention of of future problems for this lady. It was the right thing to do for her confidence and for her her whole life. And I I at this stage of my career, I used to find it quite challenging when to be um to accept criticism. Um. And I just remember thinking, oh, no, but I think I'm right here. And she very clearly told me that I wasn't to see this lady again for her balance if I, you know, in her, her falls, if her wrist was fine. And I think that day was a real turning point in my whole career. And I really took that incident and had to reflect on it in terms of, what are, what what are we doing and you know way way back before we started to think about you know um in wales we've got the social services and well-being act and you know the whole thing is around what matters to me well way 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 before then i i was thinking you know well what is important to this lady and what matters to her and what is her expectation of me as a physiotherapist and me as a rehabilitation professional and her expectation was to help her in the best way that I could help her to get back to the a life where she was independent it wasn't to give her a set of wrist exercises and make her wrist better once we'd started talking about her life and what she what mattered to, in her life and what she did every day and she lived on her own and you know she wanted to get back to doing her shopping and she was totally independent beforehand and now she felt very reliant on people and I I felt very strongly that what I was doing was completely right and um, like I said that was that was a real sort of shift and a real turning point in my career and it wasn't very long after that that I was asked um, to go and, and cover the community and I think really sort of it was because of my drivers around sort of um, holistic integrated care that I sort of ended up sort of carving my own future into into working in the community but even so you know within that um, that arena at the time it was very much physiotherapy in the community and I, I was very constrained by um, the expectations of the service and what we were expected to do and there was a lot of there was a huge waiting list and you know I don't know if you've ever worked in a in a service where um, 
there's a nine month waiting list. Um, when I arrived there, I I very clearly remember very soon after starting in the job, um, the gravity of the situation being explained. And it was a really hard place to work. It was a really mentally and physically um, busy job. Um, lots and lots of... Um, if your diary wasn't full, it was filled. If you had cancellations in the morning for the afternoon, they were refilled by the afternoon. If you had a cancellation for the next day, it was definitely refilled. A lot of new patients and a lot of pressure. And, you know, that was a sort of expectation. And I can understand from a, a service management perspective, trying to manage the waiting list that obviously we don't, we, you know, there was there was a reason behind one problem um, one assessment and, and treat that problem. But for me, it really sort of cemented that actually that wasn't my, my, as a, as a physiotherapist, I, I didn't want to be just treating, um, fractured wrists if there was a problem with somebody's balance and mobility. So, um, it was a kind of, you know, a really, um, important moment in my career where I started to think about what ifs and, and life outside of, of MSK and sports. Um, I still worked in sports for a long time after that, but my NHS career took a completely different tangent and um, I worked in the community and then went into into falls and then into intermediate care. So it was a really sort of, um, it was almost like my sort of, my linchpin moment, my turning point in terms of actually changing where I, you know, my direction of travel, which is uh, probably a good thing. Otherwise I wouldn't be talking to you here today about this kind of stuff. But obviously, you know, it wasn't the plan and it took me, you know, time to then sort of get into a completely different role that I hadn't imagined myself being in and it took time to sort of move away from that sort of um physiotherapy focused msk um background that i'd been used to so i just thought that was an interesting story to to share with you because we we do sort of exist in an arena where the nhs is hugely under pressure and even if you don't work for the NHS, the pressures on all of our healthcare services, whether you're in health, in the NHS, in health or in social care, or you work in primary care or the community or secondary care or private practice, or you own your own business, the, the, the changes in the, you know, the population that we're treating, that the increasing number of older people the increasing number of comorbidities, the increasing complexity of these, you know, comorbidities plus other problems are leading to more and more and more pressure on our services. And there's still this pressure that obviously we don't want to overtreat and we can't be just open books in terms of, you know, well, what can we offer you? And I can understand that having, you know, with a, with a sort of a, service lead sort of clinical lead hat on as well in terms of managing the waiting lists and being able to provide a 
fair and equitable service across across a whole a whole county or you know part of a health board that it is really important that we're not over delivering in certain areas and under delivering in others so i think that i just wanted to to share to share that although that there are these pressures i really strongly believe that we are especially within the nhs and social care now we are one team we are one system and i know it doesn't always feel like that on the ground and there is a lot of there's still a lot of past the patients and there is a lot of you know we're i'm busier than you and and there's a culture I find within the NHS and social care that we're all so busy and it's a badge of honour. Who's the busiest? And you know we're really busy and we're we're more short staffed than you are. And and I feel like at the end of the day, that's not the patient's fault. And the person that is you know in our care expects has an expectation of our services, and and we have an we have an we need to deliver on the, that expectation and we need to be able to provide a service that is meaningful and is what you know meets what matters to that person so although um it is really important that we we balance the those you know sort of demands it is hugely important that we work as one team and if that means that something that i do is slightly outside of um you know, an expectation of of what, you know, a physiotherapist delivers. If it's a discussion around somebody's mental health, if it's a discussion around smoking cessation, if it's a discussion around a pendant alarm, if it's a discussion around how somebody's managing to care for somebody else, if it's a discussion around um, benefits and what, what somebody is how you know and it, all these things impact people's lives and the context the context that people live within you know that's what's that's what matters to them and it should matter to us in our rehabilitation it is it's a hugely important part and people's problems have to be treated differently depending on what their lives look like like I said before, a fractured wrist for Boris isn't the same as a fractured wrist for Doris. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, you'll have to pop back and listen to the last episode. But, you know, different people will, will have this different problems with the same injury or illness. And um, I think it's really important that we make sure that we are holistic and we look at all of the biopsychosocial and the the integrated elements of our role and that we're not passing the patients around you know pass them across there for a piece of equipment and then back for a bit of this and then over there for for social care obviously I'm not advocating you work outside of your role and I'm not advocating that you work outside of your level of competence and your scope of practice but what I am advocating is that you are um aware and that you think about all these other things that can impact your the person that you're treating and why they might not be getting better and it doesn't always have to do with the physiotherapy treatment that you are delivering 
so that was a little bit of a of a of a snapshot of 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 my thoughts really around you know integrated and holistic care I hope you got some value from that if you are enjoying this podcast please feel free to leave us a review or to subscribe um or to let me know and you can find us on Instagram at Emerging Rehab or at the minute you can find me on Twitter I think it's at Advancing Physio um please feel free to pop across and 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 have a chat you know tell me your thoughts leave some comments um if you not if you don't want to do it out loud feel free to direct message me um and yeah I'd be very happy to have a discussion with anybody about anything that we've talked about on the podcast so far the other thing if you've got any ideas or things that you'd like to hear about feel free to please you know message me with those because I'd be very happy to to answer any questions or to to bring up any discussion points So thank you very much for listening. Take care and have a very good weekend. Bye-bye. If you've enjoyed listening today, then please pop over to Instagram and find us at Emerging Rehab and let us know. We would be delighted to hear from you. And we will see you again soon. Bye-bye.